Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, 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 hey. What up, what up, though? It's your boy Reggie Watkins, and you're listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but don't be hating. We don't like the hate. My man Kevin Cleveland is running the boards, engineering, producing the show. Kevin, what up? What up? How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty darn good. Uh, just hitting at the end of football depression for the next six months, but I'll, I'll be all right. Yeah, it it, it, it always kind of hurts, man, when football goes away and then you're left. I mean, especially if you're not a basketball fan, which I am a, a definite basketball fan. But now we also got, you know, Manfred just, you know, they shut down the opening day of, the, of MLB. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not a big baseball fan. I don't really start watching baseball until the playoffs and if the Giants are doing anything because I'm a, you know, Bay Area fan. And so uh, I'm not really missing it. Although, just a little, you know, a little humble brag, I am the voice of MLB The Show 22. So, you know, when, when that game finally drops, you know, I'll be very excited about that. And I'm still waiting and making sure that this lockout ain't messing up uh, any of my money. But we shall see. Uh, But today we're going to talk about the state of the union, not of the United States Union, which Joe Biden talked about last night. We are going to talk about the state of the union of the NBA. And where that always starts is with the Lakers and LeBron James. And then we are also going to talk about Yenius, the Kanye West documentary that's on Netflix. But first up. So last night, uh, Joe Biden gave his, I believe it was his first State of the Union address, you know, um, at at uh, Capitol Hill. And um, I watched it. Did you watch it, Kevin? I did watch. Uh, I did watch it. Um, I kind of fell asleep yeah. in parts of it, but uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, me too. Uh, that man <laughs> is, is, is one of the most boring people on the planet. And uh, but. He is the president of the United States. I voted for him because I didn't vote for the other guy. Uh, but, well, boy, he could talk you to sleep. I'm telling you and, and mumble some words. Although I'm not, I'm okay with it. The man is 79 years old. He ain't supposed to get everything correct all the damn time. I'm surprised he's still standing and walking on his own. I mean, he's been through a lot. But uh, it inspired me to talk about the State of the Union of the NBA. Because that's what we got right now. We got no baseball. Football is gone until, you know, we got the draft coming up. And I ain't no, I used to be a big draft person, but now I, I ain't trying to watch dudes run around in shorts and T-shirts and, and, and catch balls against air and all that stuff. No, no, man. But the State of the Union of the NBA and what's going on with it. And, uh, you know, there's always talk about whose league is it and, you know, all that stuff. And I think we kind of touched on this last week. Who who's the face of the NBA? Who's who's running the NBA? And it is as it has been for the last 20 damn years. It's LeBron James. I mean, you can't turn on a morning show, a morning sports show, because I watch them all just so I get the perspective of everybody that's talking about this stuff. You can't turn on one of these shows and them not dissecting the Lakers game last night. They ain't dissecting every Philadelphia uh, 76er game. They ain't dissecting every Bucks game. They ain't dissecting every Warriors game. They are dissecting every Laker game. And the Lakers are seven games under 500 right now. But guarantee you this, as I'm speaking right now, you could turn on any of the sports shows that you like to watch. 
the national sports shows, and they are talking about what happened to the Lakers last night. And what happened to the Lakers two nights ago uh, versus the, the New Orleans Pelicans was they got blown the hell out of the water. Blown off the floor. Lost by 28 points. At one point, they was down by 30. I just turned the damn TV off. I had this up through. I, t- I turned on Dateline. I'm a big Dateline fan, Kevin. I watched a, a, a Dateline marathon instead of watching the Lakers get beat up by 30 points. But then the next day, I, I turn on the sports shows, and I find out Lakers didn't only get beat up by the Pelicans. They got beat up by the fans. They, the fans was, was, was clowning them. Fans was booing talking trash. LeBron was going back and forth with the dude asking him what he knew about basketball. And I was waiting for the dude to say, well, I know that you ain't better than Kobe and I would have lost it. Even though, (laughs) even though I know LeBron is better than Kobe, I was waiting for one of them damn sassy Laker fans to throw the, you ain't, I know you ain't better than Kobe jab out there. And that would have shut down the damn internet, but he didn't good for him. Cause we didn't need all that violence. We didn't need all that violence. There was enough violence on the floor. Uh, the Lakers look like they quit. And sometimes that happens. Like with we I don't understand how it happens, but sometimes it happens with these teams when everything just goes wrong. Right? They show up on a day and maybe everybody just didn't want to play. Everybody just wasn't ready to go. And I know you can say, well, man, they make $40 million. Especially Russell Westbrook, who is making exactly $40 million. They make $40 million. They should be ready to play. I'd be ready to play. Yeah, but you ain't ready to go to your job every day. You ain't ready to show up 100% at your job every damn day. You take shortcuts at your job every day. Don't matter how much they're paying you. It's just still a job, right? You show up and sometimes the job just ain't the job you want to be at right then and there. And so it looked like they just quit when I was watching. It looked like they quit. And it looks like they quit. But you know what also it looks like? They just can't play no damn defense and they can't play defense because most of their guys aren't defenders. They're going to stay in front of anybody. The guys who have to play on the floor, LeBron can't really stay in front of anybody like that no more. He's long. So that, that helps him, but he didn't got the footwork to stay in front of people like that. No more. It's the 19th year in the league. You get Carmelo Anthony out there and, and, and LeBron can't not only can he not stay in front of people, LeBron just can't go around people like he used to on offense too. And that's a big deal. You get Carmelo Anthony out there. He looks like he's standing in quicksand. I mean, he can't move at all on defense. It's just a liability. So anytime anybody gets to match up with him, it's a wrap. It's a foul or a basket. Malik Monk don't stay in front of nobody. Russell Westbrook don't stay in front of nobody and, and, and can't shoot the ball at all. I mean, it's just terrible. I saw somebody today saying that when Russell Westbrook pump fakes, all he's doing is giving a defender a faster head start for the rebound. <laughs> that's all it is it's it's putrid watching this team play and it sucks because they're missing a key element to their team anthony davis and we all get mired in in talking trash about somebody oh he's fragile he's fragile that's fine people get hurt there's t- people get hurt all the time not everybody is as durable as lebron not everybody's as fortunate as michael jordan to only you know to break a foot in his earliest career and never really miss time Nobody's as fortunate as as Giannis to to be able to play so long and not get injured. I mean, there's Chris Paul. We don't call Chris Paul street clothes. Chris Paul is always injured, especially in the playoffs. But he doesn't get that rap. 
Anthony Davis gets that rap because he's a big man, and everybody expects this big dude to be this big, strong dude, and he should be in the paint battling all the time. But here comes the problem. We always want to clown and talk about what somebody should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing, but we don't actually look at how it's supposed to be done. If you look at the career of every big man that has ever played with LeBron James, Go back to, hell, you could go back to his Cleveland, his first stint with Cleveland when he had Zerunas Ilgoskis. You throw the ball in Zerunas Ilgoskis, he would uh, have his back to the basket, he'd get you some buckets in the paint, and that's what he would do. He'd turn around, he'd face, he'd hit a jumper or whatever. LeBron gets there, all of a sudden, Zerunas Ilgoskis has to start stretching out the floor. Why? Because LeBron is manning the paint. LeBron is getting into the paint. LeBron needs space. So the big man has to start moving further away from the paint. LeBron goes to Miami. He brings Chris Bosh to Miami. Before Chris Bosh got to Miami, he was in Toronto where he was, he was an MVP candidate. Getting buckets everywhere, down low, outside, shooting I mean, mainly a mid-range guy and, 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 and close to the basket. He gets to Miami. What does he have to do? He has to change his game. And we all hated him for it. They call him the worst Heat. People were talking about Chris Bosh should not be a Hall of Famer, which is absolute blasphemy. Chris Bosh changed his game because he had to, because he was playing with LeBron James. He had to create, he had to get a three-point shot so that he could come on, he could be the guy off the double teams to get shots to get buckets, and he did that. He stretched his game out further. LeBron James goes back to Cleveland, where he gets Kevin Love, who, before Kevin Love got there, he was with Minnesota, getting 20-some-odd points, 20-some-odd rebounds a game. I mean, he was—he looked like he was the second coming of, of, uh, of, of Bill Walton. Balling out, he comes to Cleveland, and what happens? He has to turn into a spot-up shooter from out in the three. He gets rebounds, but he, he, he gets less physical because LeBron needs that paint area to create. And Kevin Love had to change his game. So then all of a sudden, LeBron goes to the Lakers. We get Anthony Davis, which I'll say this before. I, I've said this before on, on the show I used to do, Talk Sports with the Franchise. I never wanted LeBron to come here. Yes, I think LeBron is the greatest basketball player of all time, but I liked the young nucleus that the, the Lakers had drafted. I wanted them to give those cats time. Plus, LeBron comes here, there's almost no way he can win. There's no way he can win. I don't care. He won a championship. That was not. That was never going to be enough because if he didn't win five, all the whack Laker fans are going to say is, well, Kobe got five, LeBron only got four. LeBron only got three. Uh, he ain't never going to be no Kobe. That's that's what all whack Laker fans are ever going to say because most Laker fans aren't really fans of the team. They're fans of their favorite player. So it was a, it was a no-win situation. LeBron was going to come here and get a championship ring and or, or two and then go into the twilight. I mean, look, he's in year 19. What are we expecting of this man? Year 19, still playing well, but not as great as he used to play, right? He just, it's, just, it's, it's impossible. But back to AD. So AD gets here, and AD comes from New Orleans, where he was a monster, MVP candidate, getting buckets every which way. He shows up here with the Lakers, and what does he have to start learning to do? Stretching the floor, because that's what LeBron needs. And now you don't have that. 
you're missing that dominant guy who can get buckets from anywhere, but also can stretch the floor. And to be to be real, keep it honest with Anthony Davis, he's been having his worst year shooting from the field. Literally, his three point, he's shooting 20% from three. That's like almost half of what he shot the year before. Crazy. Down year shooting from three. So he's not having the greatest year, and now we're also missing him. So now what do the Lakers do? If they can't stay in front of anybody, and they don't have anybody to, to guard the paint, what the hell are they going to do? It's just a layup line. It's basically a layup line that everybody is on when they play against the Lakers. So that Pelicans game was just a, a, a mix of them just not coming out with the right effort, them also missing a top five NBA player. And yes, I still think he's, no, I don't think he's top five now. At one point I did. He's having a down year. I don't have him on top five, but with LeBron, he's, he, I, I elevate him to a top five. If he's on LeBron's team, I elevate him to a top five because he gets more looks, open looks, and LeBron creates for him. And then last night they played Luka Doncic and the Mavs and they were down by 15 at one point. I started hearing the boos. Russell Westbrook. Get, anytime Russell Westbrook touches the ball, he damn near gets booed. Rightfully so, because he does not look good, but we got to be fair to him too. He was never a cerebral basketball player. Russell Westbrook has always been the go 100 miles per hour athletic basketball player who, who just goes with reckless abandon. And that's what I used to love about him. That's why he's one of my favorite players to watch. I didn't care about all the damn turnovers and, and all that. I love seeing that dude go so hard so fast. But I would give him grief when he was on a team with Kevin Durant and he's the one shooting the ball with the, last, with the game on the line when he's not the best offensive player on that team. You've got to be able to take a back seat to a guy who's greater than you. And he never did that. He just didn't have the respect for Kevin Durant or he just thought irrationally that he could get it done all the time and now what we're seeing is Russell Westbrook with waning athleticism and when a guy like that who was whose whole game was based on athleticism and not being smart and making smart decisions loses that athleticism oh this is hard to watch I mean this looks like Allen Iverson in Denver Allen Iverson in Detroit just no lift I mean, I mean, he still he got a dunk last night, but his shot is just broken because it, it, it never was great. But now without any athleticism, nobody has to guard him. They just back up off him. I mean, they don't have to back up. They, they just back up off him, dare him to shoot. What's he going to do? He's not super fast anymore, so he can just go by you and get whatever he wants. He has to settle for that jumper and and hopefully the, and maybe get some pump fakes. It just it looks like a recipe for disaster until they get Anthony Davis back. And I'm not willing to shut them out, just like LeBron said last night. Uh, you know, I, ain't, I, I we ain't done until you stomp me out. Because all they need to do is get in the playoffs and anything can happen. If they have a healthy team and they get back into the playoffs, anything can happen. And we keep forgetting they're missing so many people. Like, I don't know. And I don't even know what, what, what Frank Vogel is doing. Dwight Howard is on that bench. They got a dude, a seven-footer on that bench, yet they're starting LeBron at center. I don't understand. They get out-rebounded all day all, all day long, out-rebounded. I just don't get it. But I'm holding out hope. I ain't giving up on them yet. It's still my team. I'm waiting until the playoffs come around, and if they get a healthy squad. I mean, look, they're still missing Avery Bradley. 
you know, they've got Trevor Reza. Uh, Trevor Reza's back. He's he's uh, he's out right now. They they still haven't got Kendrick Nunn in the game. Kendrick Nunn still has not played a minute for this team. Things will be okay. I think once they get a healthy squad, the Lakers will be back in the hunt for things. And, I mean, look, I just don't trust the Phoenix Suns. I don't trust them. I don't trust the Phoenix Suns. I don't trust Chris Paul when he gets into the playoffs because something just happens to him. I don't understand. I don't know why. He just gets injured in the playoffs. And Devin Booker, as good as he is at scoring, he just doesn't do anything else. And DeAndre Ayton is reliant on Chris Paul. So if Chris Paul ain't there, Chris Paul ain't there to get him involved, Devin Booker sure ain't. So I just don't trust them. I don't trust the Golden State Warriors with with Steph, who's shooting, having his maybe one of his worst shooting seasons in a long time. Um, and then you got Clay coming back off of the Achilles and the ACL, and he's shooting like, I think, 30-some-odd percent. That's, I mean, that's that's not a great, I mean, that's just not a great backcourt. I mean, what made them so great was that those guys were phenomenal shooters together, like 44% plus from three. When you got one of those guys dipping into the 30s, that changes the whole game because now you don't have to guard them from so far away. I mean, you still respect it, but if they're not hitting it, you ain't got to guard them from uh, 40 feet away. You know what I'm saying? And they're missing Draymond, which people... People sleep on Draymond Green. I know a lot of people don't like him just because of you know his his uh, disposition and uh, some of the things he says. But that dude plays a, a, a super important role for that team. I mean, he is the guy that allows them to play five out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he is the Swiss knife on defense. He's the one anchoring the defense. He's the dude. Play, and when he was shooting threes, he was almost... They, they, that's when they were unstoppable, when Draymond was hitting threes. But now he's not hitting threes as much. His defense is still something they miss so much, and his passing and his court awareness. I don't trust the Golden State Warriors. Milwaukee Bucks still look like the best team in the league to me until we see what happens with the Nets and Ben Simmons because I'm going to keep saying this until the Cows come home. The Nets got the best defender in the league and added it to the best offensive player in the league and Kevin Durant when he gets back healthy and maybe this the best offensive guard in the league and Kyrie Irving if he could ever play all the damn games they are going they're going and and, and they got Andre uh, Andre Drummond as at center what they've been lacking somebody just to play in the middle I mean you know these undersized and He's not going to be able to bang with, uh, you know, like a, he's not going to be able to roll with the Joel and the beat, although he will try. Um, I think the Nets have the best team by far. If if Ben Simmons is able to play, Kevin Durant is healthy, and Kyrie Irving is able to play all the games, they've got the best roster, no matter what. I, I can't see them losing in this finals to anybody because what Ben Simmons allows them to do is have somebody to play with Giannis. Because that's the thing that most of these guys, most of these teams are missing is somebody to actually bang with Giannis. And I like the Sixers because Tobias Harris can mess around with Giannis. And then Embiid, the Bucks have nobody until they get a, uh, oh boy, the, the, the center, um, man, the, 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 one of the twins. They used to have the hair like Sideshow Bob. I forgot the damn names. But when they get one of those, uh, the big twins back, 
they got somebody who can bang with Embiid, and he shoots threes so he can take him outside the lane, outside the key, and make Embiid have to work a little bit. But so far, the Sixers have looked really nice with James Harden, although they've only played against who I think they played uh, the they played the New York Knicks, and I think they played the Detroit Pistons the night before. So I'm not I'm not holding too much weight on you know them looking spectacular, but it does look good, and. It, the, the Sixers got more than I ever thought that they'd be able to get for Ben Simmons. I thought they were going to have to give him up for a ham sandwich. I thought the only way that they should actually trade him is if they were trading him for a Dame-level player or better. And they did get better. Like, I for, for, for as good as Dame is, I think James Harden is leaps and bounds better than Dame Lillard. I mean, he's a 6'8" guard who could be your point guard he gets he gets you triple doubles Dame literally ain't no triple double and Dame Lillard ain't playing no defense and for all the talk about Harden not playing defense Harden plays more defense than Dame Lillard tell I'll tell you that so I think it's a good I think it's a good look for the Sixers I'm still going with the Nets and we got all this MVP talk going around right now you know is it M, is it Embiid is it uh Jokic and I'm starting to hear people talk about John ja Morant, which is dope because, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies are, are looking nice. They up in there. Stop it. John ja Morant is nice. He's dope. And you get people talking about, man, I, I got friends who talk about, man, I told you that John ja Morant was going to be better than Zion Williamson. He's not better than Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson just isn't playing right now. You guys, we got to stop this. Y'all got to stop having these short memories and, and forgetting what you saw when you seen it. Because I seen Zion Williamson. And I don't know what's going on. Uh, it sounds to me like that dude just don't want to be in New Orleans. And I thought at least he would give them six or seven years, which is what most rookies end up doing when they're a top pick like that because they sign the extension and get the money. And then they tell them they want to be traded in year six. But Zion just basically said, I'm going to give y'all three, and I'm shutting it down until y'all move me or get rid of me somewhere. And so the Pelicans are in a tough spot because what do you do? How do you – what do you do? You, you just got to load this guy up and get rid of him. And we know where he wants to go. He wants to go to the Knicks. I mean, he's been talking about it for years, talking about how he loves Madison Square Garden. And who plays for the Knicks? His best friend, R.J. Barrett. So if you could package up something to send Zion, get a bunch of picks, send Julius Randle back. You mean, I mean, Julius Randle, he's been in New Orleans before. <laughs> he'll, he'll be back. He can play there. But make no mistake about it. John Morant is very nice. He ain't the MVP. Joel Embiid, what he has done, the skill that he has, the way he's keeping this team afloat without Ben Simmons, and now they got James Harden, so that might put a dent into his MVP candidacy, is Embiid or it's Nikola Jokic again. Nikola Jokic is, has the Nuggets in playoff contention. They're in the playoffs. And he's playing with a bunch of dudes that you can't even name. I mean, I think his I don't I don't even know who the starting point guard is. Is it Austin Rivers? Because I know Jamal Murray is still injured. Will Barton, I think, is is playing. Uh man, I don't know who the hell he has on his damn squad. It's Nikola Jokic and the Pips. I mean, that's basically what's going on here. Like that dude, I I could definitely see him winning back to back MVP, if not for Embiid. I, I, I mean, he's he's just he's just that good. The only problem with Nikola Jokic is when it comes time for the playoffs, just like James Harden, he's just not athletic enough to 
run on a night-to-night basis with great defenses. It ju- they just get to him. Same thing with James Harden. James Harden ain't special enough. He's dope at getting, you know, in the regular season when people ain't game planning for you and you got night to night, you're moving around, yada, yada, yada. He, he's dope at that. But when somebody has, when somebody gets in on a seven-game series and they zero in on making sure that their breathing space for, for James Harden is closed up, James Harden ain't the same James Harden. We've seen it year and year, year and year and again. And people just don't, and, and only certain people talk about it. I remember Max, Max Kellerman was talking about this a while ago. He just doesn't have that extra special thing. He's just not fast enough. He doesn't jump quite high enough. He's not as explosive as he needs to be to really combat the defenses that get up on him in the playoffs. Because in the playoffs, are you playing against the best defenses in the league? Night in, night out. So when you got somebody who could be in your face, match up with you night in, night out, you're not going to get all these little run to the free throw line uh calls. You know what I'm saying? We're not we're not getting that. Not in the playoff. So I think the state of the union of the NBA is is great. I mean, we're about to have the we're probably going to have the best playoffs we've seen in forever. And that's something we just had the maybe the best playoffs, NFL playoffs we've seen in a long time. And now we're about to have possibly the greatest NBA playoffs we've seen in forever. And one more thing. Uh, Charles Oakley, you know, old school Charles Oakley, who everybody likes to throw in there as some big tough dude who was, you know, one of the, 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 one of the cornerstones of the nineties NBA basketball. Uh, Charles Oakley, I guess was quoted as saying that Giannis Attentacupo would be a bench player in the eighties and nineties. And that's what, there it is. You got these old dudes and people that think like them who just don't know what the hell they're talking about. That's just insane. Charles Oakley wasn't even good. (laughs) Like, Charles Oakley, I think a career average of 10 points a game. Charles Oakley couldn't even play in today's NBA. So in the 90s and the 80s, Giannis Antetokounmpo, with as fast as he is, as strong as he is, as athletic as he is, as tenacious as he is, that dude could not play in a league where Charles Oakley averaged 10 points a game. In a league where John Stockton, with no left hand, is a Hall of Famer. Giannis Antetokounmpo couldn't play in that league. That's what you're telling me. Come on, man. A league where stiff-ass Kevin Willis is an all-star. Giannis Antetokounmpo can't play in that league. Y'all got to stop this. The NBA is more talented, better than it's ever been. I will say the creativity and the you know the movement is not as great because they don't have to anymore. Like you had to scheme up things back in those days because you didn't have the most athletic people everywhere you looked. Now you can go ISO. People can get their own shot every single time they have the ball. You got centers who can get their own shot anytime they have the ball. You don't have to have all this movement and, and scheme up things to get people open. Guys can get open on their da- by them damn selves. This is the most talented, the best the NBA has ever been, and I wish these old heads would stop all this lion.
Giannis would murder the NBA in the 80s and the 90s. Murder. They wouldn't know what to do with him. I'm probably right. We'll be back after the break. I've been watching uh, Kanye West's documentary. Genius. I think I mistakenly called it genius earliest, just thinking about Yeezus and all that stuff. But it's called Genius, a Kanye trilogy. And it's on uh, it's on Netflix. It's maybe one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen. And I'm not just saying that because, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of documentaries. I've watched the baseball documentary by Ken Burns. I watched the, hell, I watched the World War, I mean, I watched the Vietnam documentary by Ken Burns. Those are amazing, phenomenal. But it's such a dope insight to watch this Kanye, like, <laughs> documentary. Because we all, everybody has their own take on who this dude is. And it's crazy that people just talk about him like we all know him. I mean, that's the mark of a like a of a true celebrity. People talk about this dude like they know him and they have an opinion like you. You're, you're, it's rare that you're going to meet somebody who does not have an opinion on Kanye West. Either they love him or they hate him. That is the definition of polarizing. And that is all <laughs> a famous person wants to be. I've, I've said this for a long time. Kanye West is a genius at being famous. I don't think I don't I'm not throwing genius around like it, it's all encompassing. I don't think he's a genius at communicating with people. I don't think he's a genius at being nice to people. I don't think he's a genius at um, at articulating his words. But he is a genius at being famous. This dude is always in the news. I mean, it's literally he's always in the news. For something. If he's if he's not, you know, hell, it started years ago when when he, he's he's talking about George Bush hating doesn't care about black people, you know, and then he's taking the 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 uh, the MTV award from Taylor Swift, and then we're talking about his his mom passing away, and then we're talking about him being married to Kim Kardashian, and then we're talking about his kids, and then we're talking about the music, and then we're talking about slavery as a choice, and and then we're talking. I mean, it's always something. This dude finds a way to be in the zeitgeist. All the time. And so to watch this documentary and find out that this dude, when he wasn't even a, a household name, wasn't even he was a dude just grinding. Dude driving a, you know, driving a Honda. You know what I'm saying? Driving a Honda Accord, sleeping in an apartment in 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 uh in Brooklyn, trying to trying to get signed. Couldn't get a couldn't get a record deal for, as being an artist, was a was a producer, and people just wanted him as a producer grinding that dude had the foresight to say yo i want you to record my life this dude told a guy to record his life back then start recording my life it's gonna be great and it became great that's it, just it's just one of the most phenomenal things to see and there's this footage and just like i don't know how anybody feels about some of these albums but college dropout is an amazing album to me to see it come to fruition and the way he he went about it the way he made it the the meticulousness that he put into it and seeing the reactions that people had to it is just oh just the behind the scenes of the making of the college dropout is amazing and i don't even think that's his best album i love i mean i feel like every album progressively gets better for kanye 
My favorite is is my uh, as beautiful dark twisted fantasy. But it just keeps the dude just keeps on working and you see you see you see his work ethic, his belief in himself, and you see his relationship with his mom which is so dope to watch. I think you I if if you if if you even if you hate Kanye, watch this documentary and just watch the moments with his mom and then think of the think of his mom leaving and by accident not by you know natural causes or you know just just on accident and what that might have done to this dude and see the relationship he had with her and now see how he interacts with people down the line and what might have changed him and but it's so inspiring to watch literally you watch this you watch these episodes and they're releasing these things every week which is another genius move I mean, he's calling it genius, but he's making he's making Kanye appointment television. In a world where we stream and we binge everything, this dude is making you show up weekly to watch him. Crazy. Just just I mean, it's it's different. And and you can see all the stuff that's going on in the social media right now, which I'm not I don't know if it's staged. I don't know if if they're all in on it. Him, Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson. I feel like some of it has got to be, you know what I'm saying, manicured. They're making this this stuff happen because, of course, in the heat of all the stuff going on and all the talks and all the Instagram, I mean, he's firing people on Instagram, like, in real time and giving them backhanded compliments on the way out the door. And then he has the Donda 2 release, which isn't released to any of the regular streaming platforms. It's only available on Kanye's streaming device. Didn't know that. I did I, I did not know that until because I kept seeing 22222 is when Donda 2 was gonna come out. And then I went to go look for it. Find come to find out I gotta buy this Kanye West streaming device so I can listen to it. Got you. Got you again. Got 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 people, and now he's he's saying he's going to try to put all his music on this device because Spotify, iTunes, I mean Apple Music, they don't pay artists uh, the amount that they should be getting paid. So he wants it come straight to him. This dude started his own music streaming platform. What? And I don't care how you feel about him. I just love seeing somebody with dedication, somebody with passion, and somebody that is unapologetically themselves and just goes for it i can respect that now if there's if he does something that's rude to somebody or or says something that's out of key yo i would check him on that if i I knew kanye but i don't know the man like that all i know is his hustle that i see the the passion that i can see and the product that i can see and that's all i can take I mean, that's all I could do. I don't know the man personally. I don't know his backstory. I don't know his inside of his life. I don't know what's going on with his wife. I don't even care. All I care about is the product that man's putting out that touches my life and touches other people's lives. And it's genius work. So I endorse genius on Netflix. Watch it. Check it out. It's dope. I'm Reggie Watkins. You've been listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but don't be hating. Kevin Cleveland, thank you so much for running the show. We'll see you all next week. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.